when Marine, Sniper, and Tallha Blonde meet in an internet chat room, their flirtatious chats soon develop into a relationship. Little could anyone know that their love affair would soon be full of deceit, jealousy, and even murder. But murder's not the end of this story. And this story has a twist so big that no one saw it coming. Hi, I'm your host, Missy, and I'm about to take you on a wild ride. Stories with plot twists, shocking endings, and unbelievable truths. Trust me when I tell you that this story is nuts. It's May 2005, and Marine Sniper and Tall Hot Blonde strike up a conversation in a teen chat room called Pogo. Tall Hot Blonde, who's getting a lot of attention from the men in the chat room, is an 18-year-old named Jessie from West Virginia. She takes interest in Marine Sniper, real name Tommy, who soon tells her he's about to leave for duty in Iraq. His picture shows Tommy in his Marine uniform. He tells Jesse that he's six foot tall, with red hair, big shoulders, and muscles. Quickly, Tommy and Jesse begin messaging each other every single day. And then their chats turn romantic. Tommy begins to obsess over tall, hot blonde. They send each other gifts, love letters, and exchange phone calls, and even I love yous. Tommy even talks about marriage with Jesse. But you see, there is a problem. Marine Sniper is actually 46-year-old machinist and Sunday school teacher Thomas Montgomery from Buffalo, New York. He isn't an active Marine. He's already married and he has two kids and he works a dead-end job. Every picture that Tommy had sent Jesse was a photo from his younger years, 30 years prior. And although he had been a Marine at one point, he hadn't even been a sniper. Thomas Montgomery is looking for an escape from his real life, and he finds it with Jesse. Their relationship lasts two years, and Thomas starts to admit that he's beginning to lose touch with reality. Sensing that he is falling deeper and deeper into obsession with the young woman, he writes himself a note that says, On January 2nd, 2006, Tom Montgomery, 46 years old, ceases to exist and is replaced by 18-year-old battle-scarred Marine. He is moving to West Virginia to be with the love of his life. But that's not how things will work out for Thomas, and soon his lies will come to light. When one of Thomas's daughters is using her father's computer, she discovers a message from Jesse and she quickly tells her mom. Thomas's wife soon finds the love letters, gifts, and racy photos, along with a pair of red panties that Jesse had sent to Thomas. In March of 2006, Thomas's wife sends Jesse a photo of the family, saying that the man in the photo is Thomas, her husband since 1989, and that he is in fact 46. She also warns Jesse to not believe the lies that Thomas is telling her. 
Jesse, when she gets this news, immediately messages Thomas disgusted. She tells him that she thinks he should be in jail and she ends the relationship telling him she hates him. It is at this point, though, that Jesse also wants to verify what Thomas's wife has told her. So she decides to message one of Thomas's co-workers, a 22-year-old man named Brian Barrett, to see if everything that she just heard was true. Brian Barrett is a smart, athletic, handsome college student who works part-time as a machinist. And the more that Jesse talks to Brian, the more she realizes that she has a lot more in common with Brian than she ever did Thomas. Pretty soon, Jesse starts sending Brian photos, and the two are developing their own internet relationship. It doesn't take the two long to start flaunting the relationship in the chat rooms that Jesse and Thomas had previously visited. And then now, if you remember the beginning of the story, Thomas and Jesse met on a teen chat room called Pogo. So now Brian and Jesse are going into this teen chat room and they're actually telling everyone Thomas's real age and calling him a pedophile as well. Despite how Jesse is actually treating Thomas in the open chat rooms and her new relationship with Brian, messages between Jesse and Thomas are often still flirtatious when they're in private. When their messages aren't flirtatious or talking about how they're longing for each other, Thomas is starting to tell Jesse just how much he hates Brian Barrett. Thomas is becoming increasingly jealous over Brian. In a message with Jesse, he tells her that he would actually get rid of Brian for 10 cents. And he tells Jesse that Brian needs to pay in blood for stealing her from him. Things only get worse when Jesse and Brian plan to meet in person. Now, for some reason, the meeting was canceled before it happened. And somehow, Thomas Montgomery finds out about this meeting. And this is where Thomas loses it all together. On September 15th, 2006, as Brian Barrett was leaving work, Thomas Montgomery, dressed in camo and a ski mask, shoots Brian Barrett three times with a military rifle, killing him, leaving him in the parking lot to be found two days later by other co-workers. Friends and family of Brian Barrett are confused. Brian was a sweet, talented kid, and why would anyone want to kill him? It was then that the other co-workers alerted police to the fact that there was a love triangle with Brian and Jesse and Thomas, and immediately they put it together. Thomas, in a fit of jealousy, killed Brian. But now, police are concerned for Jesse's safety. Would he go after her too? When police rush to Jesse's house, her mother, Mary Shiler, opens the door. As officers explain why they are there, Mary suddenly breaks down. It was me, she said. Tall, hot blonde was in fact not 18-year-old Jesse, but 45-year-old Mary Shiler. As it turns out, Mary had catfished both Thomas and Brian, and she had even taken provocative photos of her own daughter, whose real name was Jesse, and sent those photos to men on the internet without Jesse's knowledge or consent. She had purposely looked for photos of her daughter showing skin 
and she either stole the underwear from her daughter's own dresser or bought some to send to men on the internet. Thomas Montgomery was charged and pled guilty to the murder of his co-worker Brian Barrett. In exchange for a plea, he received 20 years in prison. His wife soon divorced him. Mary Schuyler was never charged with her involvement in this case. However, Brian Barrett's family petitioned to enact laws in New York that would make some of Mary's actions in this case illegal. Mary Schuyler did not get off 100% scot-free either, though. After learning about what Mary Schuyler did, her husband divorced her, and Mary's daughter, Jessie, also cut off all communication with her mother. If any of you are interested, there was a movie made about this case actually called Tall Hot Blonde, so you can always go and check that out. My sources for today's case were ABC News, New York Times, I Can't Believe It's Nonfiction, and Social Catfish. And just a reminder for today that all of you listening, I know most of you hopefully are into true crime, I would think that you were, so just a word of warning, always be cautious. The internet can be used for good, but it also can be used for deception. And unfortunately, in this case right here, the worst of the worst happened. And a man named Brian Barrett was wrapped up in a love triangle and he ended up dying. And that is the worst thing that could have happened. So whatever you're doing on the internet, be aware. Be aware of who you're talking to, right? Be cautious, And that goes for everyday life as well. That's not just the internet. That's every day. But don't take everything at face value. And hey, let's try to not lie to people on the internet. The worst thing about this case is that multiple lives were ruined here. Not just Jesse, Brian's, or Thomas's. But I mean their entire families were ruined as well. And so just taking that into consideration. Be careful who you're talking to. And you know what? Don't be an asshole. And that just goes for everyday life as well. Hey, if you want to discuss this case or any other cases that I cover on this show, join our Facebook group. It is facebook.com backslash this story is nuts podcast. It's the place where we can talk about the crimes. We can also talk about other cases. So I actually post things multiple times a week on that Facebook group. So if you're into strange, crazy cases, go ahead and join our group if you haven't already. If you have a story for the podcast, go ahead and send me an email. It could be your story or a story you want covered on the show. It is this story is nuts at gmail.com. You can also find me on all the other socials, so Instagram and Twitter as well. Hey, next Wednesday, all new episode of This Story is Nuts, so please come back next Wednesday. That drops as soon as, well, as soon as midnight, so right away in the morning that drops. Go ahead and give it a listen. Next week's episode is actually completely different from what we've been doing already. It's not quite true crime, but it doesn't make it any less crazy. I want you to come on back next week and listen to that episode because it is really going to mess with your head. Probably. I think it will. So come back next week. Until next time, stay nutty, my friends. This Story is Nuts is written and produced by Missy Reese with music composed by Logan Reese off of Groovepad.